Your Catholic drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God on this Monday, November the 8th. Chaos in Houston, Texas over the weekend. Eight confirmed dead. We're going to be covering that story today. Terrible, terrible incident at a uh, at a concert. Uh, so we're, co- we're going to cover that. Plus, we're going to have guests on for the National Men's March. Jim Havens, the host of Simple Truth over on the Station of the Cross. He's going to be our guest in the guest segment at, 70, uh, at uh, 35 after the hour. Praise be to God. The National Men's March is... is coming very quickly, I guess, next week. And I'm going to be there, and I'm, I can't wait. Praise be to God. Looking forward to being with the other men that are going to be on the march to end abortion. Praise be to Jesus. Calling all men, that's going to be the theme of today's program, because at 15 past the hour, my buddy Mark Houck from the Kingsmen Apostolate is going to be our guest. He's got a retreat offering coming up. Um, I guess it's coming up in another week or so. And it's specific to veterans, men who have served our country, uh, but have some uh, some healing that needs to be done. And it's a perfect retreat just for that. So we're going to talk about that at 15 past as well. So a big show this week uh, and all week. We're looking forward to all of our guests. So stick around for that. Do us a favor and share us with a friend. Speaking of chaos, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here. Is it now? It is. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. It is good to be here despite the uh, the chaos going down in Houston, Texas over the weekend. I know. It's still Crazy good to be story. Here. Um, but you know, I had a good weekend despite that. Did you? I did. What'd you do? Uh, on Saturday we had, uh, friends and family over and we watched the, uh, Canelo Alvarez fight. So that was fun. <laughs> it was an awesome job. How did, how did it end? How oh, did it come out? Canelo won. It was, it was, uh, round 11. Yeah. Uh, Canelo, a TKO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was really? Great. Yeah. In was, the 11th round. In the 11th round. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He just, <laughs> the guy just, the, he plant, he just couldn't, couldn't keep up at the end. Yeah. At the very end, he just. Amazing. Fell over. There you go. He's just like, I'm done. Yeah, Good pretty night. much. He just slowly worked him, worked him all 11 rounds. 11 so rounds is a long time. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah it was a great fight. Well, I love watching uh, the, the card fights. A lot of the Mexican fighters yeah. are always, uh, you get a lot of Catholics, so they come mm-hmm. in to the ring wearing their, with their rosaries and uh, making the sign of the cross and praying before they fight. It's really cool. I love wow. seeing the. That's why I like Mexican fighters. You know what I did over the weekend? You know how I've been saying for, it feels like forever, uh, the greatest... Uh, literary, Catholic literary writer in the history of humanity, G.K. Chesterton. Chesterton. Mm -hmm. I've been saying this, I feel like, forever now. Like two days? Uh, I I decided I would begin uh, to narrate orthodoxy on uh, on the second backup YouTube channel. I thought you said you hated that book. No, no. I'm like almost, I'm going to go back into our catalog and uh find where you said that you hated orthodoxy. Um, Hated? Mm -hmm. No, I think I said greatest ever. Well, you may not, maybe you were talking about you just hate orthodoxy, meaning the faith. No. One or the other. No, no. I'm pretty sure yeah. I didn't say that either. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I said greatest G.K. Chesterton fan on planet Earth. Right. And orthodoxy is now tattooed on the back in old English letters. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. If you have remember differently, <laughs> please let me know. Uh, let us know. Do you remember Joe saying good things about G.K. Chesterton of before today? Uh, Please let me know. I think I was the guy defending GK in the room. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
I, I'm hearing some. I mean, I'm being. I feel like this is what it feels like to be gaslit, litted, light, lit. I don't or, know how to say or, that. Or ambush. One of the two. One or the other. One way or another, something is. I smell. Yeah. I smell fake news. <laughs> fake news. Don't tell Jack Pasovic, whatever you do. Uh, all right. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have a conversation today about the men's movement. Praise be to God. No, in all seriousness, I did decide I was going to start narrating orthodoxy on uh, on my Joe McClain channel on YouTube. I thought it'd be kind of fun to do that uh, as sort of a pastime project. So if you're into G.K. Chesterton more than I am, obviously, then uh, you might enjoy that read. So you could, I'll link to it on our social feeds today, but let me know if you're, uh, I can also send it in the CDT Insider email list if you wish. But on our program, Jim Havens is coming up at 35 past the hour to talk about the upcoming Men's March, which I am very grateful to be a part of that. I'm going to be giving a talk at that at that uh, March on November the 15th. We'll give you all the details coming up here in just a little bit. And then, uh, of course, our friend Mark Houck from the Kingsman Apostle is going to be on to update us about the David retreat that he's putting together for men who've served our country and are looking for some healing. So all of that this hour, plus so much more. And the next, we have a new opportunity at the game show, prizes, as well as the an after show. So stick around as much as you can. We'd be grateful. Let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, Hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines. The Blaze reports New Jersey Democrat who refuses to concede to truck driver claims 12,000 ballots were recently found. Channel News Asia reports death toll in Lagos high-rise collapse raises to 42. The cause of the November 1st disaster is still unknown, but building collapses are common in Africa's most populous country, where millions live in dilapidated properties and construction standards are routinely ignored. Epic Times reports the FBI searches the home of Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe. In a statement to the Epic Times about whether O'Keefe's home was searched, an FBI spokesman confirmed that a court-authorized law enforcement action was carried out in furtherance of an ongoing investigation. O'Keefe's neighbor confirmed to local New York media that the Project Veritas founder's home was searched by federal law enforcement agents, which lasted several hours on Saturday. In a statement on Friday uploaded to YouTube, O'Keefe confirmed that the FBI is investigating his group and conducted searches at the homes of current and former Project Veritas journalists. Although he was told in a grand jury indictment to not talk about the search, O'Keefe said that the New York Times reporters contacted Project Veritas for comment soon after the raids were carried out, begging the question as to how the New York Times obtained information about the searches. Late last year, Project Veritas was contacted by individuals who claimed to have obtained a copy of a diary belonging to Ashley Biden, President Joe Biden's youngest daughter. Alleged tipsters told the organization that the diary was found, quote, abandoned in a room, unquote, after she left and that the diary contained, quote, explosive allegations against then presidential candidate Joe Biden. 
unquote. O'Keefe continued, Project Veritas never published the contents of the diary, although other media had. Instead, his group turned it over to law enforcement. Fox News reports Astro Astroworld Festival police confirm victims may have been injected with drugs. They launched criminal probe. A mass casualty incident occurred on Friday night during the sold-out Astroworld Music Festival in Houston, Texas. At least eight people are dead following a surge of concert goers who pushed their way closer to the stage during a performance by rapper Travis Scott. Houston authorities say a security guard and possibly others were jabbed with syringes during Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival. At a news conference Saturday afternoon, Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner confirmed that while the age of one fatality remained unknown, other victims ranged from 14 to 27. The causes of death were not immediately known. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner said his department had 528 officers on the scene, with another 755 security officers provided by the event promoter Live Nation. He did say, however, that authorities have obtained a statement from a security guard suggesting the guard felt a prick in his neck and medical staff concurred that a marking on his skin aligned with such an event. In the latest update, there is news that Travis Scott and Live Nation are being sued and it is revealed that the Houston rapper has a history of chaos at his concerts. The Blaze reports Biden now admits his administration is negotiating payments to illegal immigrant families that were separated at the border. On Saturday, Biden was asked to provide clarification and finally personally acknowledge that his administration is, in fact, negotiating these payments. And those are your headline news. The same of the day are some old Roman names. So here we go. Is the Four Crowned Martyrs. This is the title of two separate groups who suffered for the faith called Sancti Quantor Coronazzi, or the Four Holy Crowned Ones. Castorius, Claudius, and Nicostratus and Symphorian were tortured and slayed in Pannonia. Having been carvers for Simmerium, they refused to carve a pagan statue and were martyred by retired co-emperor Diocletian. Even after that guy retires, he's still killing Christians. A martyr named Simplicius died with them. And the second group of four holy crowned ones died in Albano, Italy, and were Caproforius, Secundius, Servian, and Victorianus. A basilica was erected in honor of these martyrs in Rome, and their cult was confirmed to the local calendar in 1969. They all died in 305. The four crowned martyrs pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 6. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause sin will inevitably occur, but woe to the one through whom they occur. It would be better for him if a millstone were put around his neck and he be thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Hadock's commentary said, The world being corrupted as it is, and the spread of evil so wide, it is impossible that scandals should not come. St. Chrysostom would say, But the punishment of the man who offends, learn the reward of him who saves. For had not the salvation of one soul been of such exceeding care to Christ, he would not threaten with such a punishment the offender. Did you catch what he said there? The price of a one soul is so dear and so sweet to the Lord that he would go to such exceeding care. That is a pretty powerful insight. But here's what uh, the Ignatius commentary said about the millstone. Let this sink in a little bit today as we contemplate the scandals wrought in the church from within and without, it says a large stone, a millstone, is used in grind in a grinding mill. The severity of such a punishment corresponds to the severity of Christian scandal and indicates that God's curse will fall on anyone who sets a stumbling block before the faith of his little ones or his disciples. A millstone is a ginormous stone hung around your neck, and you're cast into the sea. Does that sound like a good time to you? I wonder. Uh, And why do we not take scandals more seriously then? Which is part of the reason why we were reporting last week on the scandal of the meeting between His Holiness Pope Francis and President Joe Biden. And the fact that Biden claims that the Pope said one thing and the Vatican refused and declined to clarify. It creates massive scandal in the hearts of so many faithful around the world. Scandal is a very uh, serious thing. Here's what Haydock said, quoting the Venerable Bede. Christ here speaks after the manner of the Jews who were accustomed to inflict this punishment only on the greatest malefactors, so that we must be ready to undergo the most excruciating torments rather than cause any scandal to our neighbor. Though we must here observe that if our neighbor takes scandal at our good works, we ought not on that account to desist from doing good or desert the truth. Do you see? There's a little nuance here, but it's an important one. The scandals are of serious and grave consequence, at least to the early church fathers. Uh, Yet, if our neighbor is scandalized by truth itself, by our good works, well, for that, we cannot stop. We must not stop. Here's uh, the fathers go on to say, the the disciples, having heard our Savior inculcating maxims hard to flesh and blood, such as avoiding scandal and forgiving our enemies, humbly beg their faith may be increased, that they may be able to comply with these maxims. For they had heard Christ say that everything was possible to him that believed. Yea and amen. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back. Mark Out from the Kingsmen is going to be our guest. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Share us with a friend. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. GloryAndShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryAndShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, 
craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul. Unquote. God love you, gloryandshine.com. Thank you again. The next National Men's March to End Abortion is Monday, November 15th in Baltimore. We will gather outside of a local abortion center and march to our rally point outside of the USCCB Fall Assembly. Men, it's time. We are killing unborn children by the millions. Yet how many men should be here? But where have all the good men gone? Where are you? Go to themensmarch.com for more information and commit to join us on November 15th in Baltimore. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Jim Havens, host of The Simple Truth. It's a radio program on Station of the Cross. And uh, he's going to be our guest because he is one of the organizers of the Men's March, which is coming up November the 15th. You can find more information on their website, themensmarch.com. But we'll talk to him about all of that coming up at 35 past. Right now, joining us is my good friend Mark Hauk from the Kingsman Apostolate. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, uh, Mark. Greetings, Joe. Salutations. Wow, very formal. Uh, what's going on in your world, Mark? It's been a long time since we've had you on the program and to catch up. I know we have a, a, a men's retreat coming up uh, very soon, but uh, what's what's new in your life? Well, gosh, I, uh, I had a little bout with COVID uh, a couple weeks ago. How'd so, that go? Um, we worked through that. Got some natural immunity. Got some encouragement from your wife. Um, but <laughs> yeah. we're... Uh, we're doing well. We're all we're all feeling good here, and uh, we're gearing up for a couple uh, healing retreats that we have in November here. Um, and uh, then we'll be getting on the road, getting out, meeting with some folks, and then uh, yeah, we'll be coming to San Antonio, I think, for their their Catholic Men's Conference in January. Oh, praise be to God! That's good news. You know the funny thing about my wife uh, and people with COVID. Every time I say, "Hey, so and so has COVID," she's like, "Well, did you ask him about this, this, and that, and the other thing?" I'm like, "No, no. <laughs> We're men. We don't ask about those things." <laughs> so yes, praise God. Uh, no, it was helpful what she shared. So thank oh, her. Good. Thank her for me. But your family itself, everybody's healthy and happy now. Yeah, we're we're enjoying the fall. Um, beautiful out here in Pennsylvania. I don't know if you guys get to experience uh, what we experience with these change of seasons, but <laughs> it's just gorgeous out here uh, with the with the weather and the and the and the forests all changing colors. Uh, reminds us of of how you know uh, everything changes with the Lord. You know, um, in, in our lives at times, you know, we 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 waffle and but new life comes again, and the Lord restores us and. Um, and brings us back to wholeness. And so we're seeing the trees start to die, and it teaches us a lot about life. And with homeschooling, that's a good lesson. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. Praise be to God. And it's always nice to see, like, the peak season of fall colors, and it just becomes a glorious mm-hmm. time, especially when there's blue blue skies and sunshine and, and the peak uh, colors. It's just an amazing time to be in such a place. But let's talk that's about gorgeous. the uh, upcoming David retreat. Uh, this is your first ever yes. uh, offering of a of this kind of a retreat. Tell us about it. Sure. So this is an inaugural event, which is designed for veterans. Uh, and it's run by veterans. As a vet yourself, I know you know the, the journey of, of a vet, but also those that are suffering so much, especially with the withdrawal in Afghanistan. We have 
so many vets uh, a little bit more in crisis than they even were before. And so we've designed a healing retreat, uh, which is based off our existing model for men, but this one's just for vets, and we renamed it David to follow King David, who was a warrior himself and uh, a soldier. And, and we wanted uh, vets to be the leaders of it as well. And so we have about 20 guys coming to uh, New Jersey for our healing retreat. Arch, uh, the Archdiocese of the military has gotten behind it. And um, Auxiliary Bishop Joe Coffey from um, the Veterans Affairs Department for the military is going to be there as a, as a co-chaplain for this retreat. And wow. so we're really excited about it. It'll be November 18th, yes. That's praise, praise be to God. That sounds pretty impressive, actually. Now, New Jersey, let's talk about the retreat house itself. I've been there. It's an amazing place, sure. especially when the weather is, uh, you know, uh, a little cooler and a little more beautiful. The stars shine a little brighter because you're, you're kind of out there a little bit. Yeah, you're in the pine lands of New Jersey, the Pine Barrens, and it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's one of those places that uh, when you travel there, you, it's, you're kind of transported to a new uh, reality because um, you're surrounded by blueberry fields, <laughs> mm. which is not often something you're surrounded by. Uh, uh, but it, it's just it's just gorgeous place to be. And then, of course, the place, the, the retreat house is saturated in prayer. And it's a holy ground when you step out of your car and uh, you, you're really taken away. There's no cell service there, even though you're five minutes from busyness. Uh, it, it's really a, an oasis for us, a sanctuary for us to go to. Uh, when we do retreats for men there. What's the structure of the retreat itself? I mean, what's the format? What's the program? Sure. So guys arrive on Thursday, November 18th, and, and we, we always begin with, with food, right? We, we begin <laughs> with comfort food. Uh, we want to feed the men. Uh, some of them will be flying in from across the country, uh, driving in, long drive. Let's feed their bellies, and then we, we take a break, uh, and then we'll begin with our opening mass. And then it flows from there. Uh, every day uh, has its rhythm. There's a lot of downtime. Um, however, we keep the men moving because that's what they like. And then in the military, you know, we got to give them a mission too. So they have this camaraderie and, and this, these goals that they have to accomplish each day, with, which are really related to um, them discovering and unpacking for themselves their journey, uh, where they've been, uh, through forgiveness, uh, through conversation, but through activity where we really invite them to enter the theology of the cross. Um, we give them context for that, um, but we also allow them the freedom to explore it however they want. Um, confession every day, mass every day, rosary every day. Um, you know, just, just opportunities for camaraderie is really going to be helpful to these men because they're going to meet other men from other branches in the military who have similar stories and they may even hear their own story in that man's story. We have men coming from the Vietnam War who are still dealing with survivor guilt. We have guys who are victims of the pain of World War II. We have a man who's 92 years old who will be there wow. who, um, his father came back with survivor guilt from World War II and, and, um, uh, sadly committed suicide uh, when, when, when Robert was 15 years old. He'll be giving his testimony. So we have men from all branches, Korea, all the way up to the Afghan, Persian Gulf, Middle East, you know, wars that we've had. We'll have guys in all branches of the military representing those areas. Wow, that sounds pretty powerful, actually. You know, you said something a minute ago that really struck uh, me, and that is that men need mission. And military guys, I think in particular, understand this sentiment, but I believe it's true for 
for all men. In fact, I was talking with Tom Satterley maybe a few two months ago or so, former Delta Force guy, and uh, he talked about mm-hmm. in his work of trying to help vets with uh, PTSD, alcoholism, drug addiction type of suicide issues. You know, this is so critical. You have to keep men on on, on mission. What happens to a man when, when he becomes too idle? Well, you know, loneliness is the workshop of the devil. Idleness is the workshop of the devil. So, uh, yeah, we have to keep them moving and together as a unit. Um, you know, it's it's the temptation of the lonely sin, right? You know, and addiction, vice, pornography, um, you know, just the selfish self-medication that, that comes when we don't have mission. And so for us, you know, that this is not happening at a retreat. We need to be engaged, whether it's in service projects, whether it's within our family, we need to know that we're needed and we need to know that others are counting on us. And so as men are over in Afghanistan and every day they're putting their lives on the line and they're protecting people, that's a serious, important mission. And then you come home and you're just asked to be a good consumer and go to the (laughs) food store and and buy these things and not have mission like that, I can see why men are in in crisis because they don't have that urgency or that sense of purpose. We need to give that back to them and let them see through their faith Mm. that there's a tremendous mission for them, you know, in the saving of souls and salvation of souls. However, you know, with their marriage and their either wife and children, they need to see that as a as as part of their 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 element of protection and and mission. Uh, but also know that there's the there, there's men out there that can support them and strengthen them mm. and uh, build them up, and so that they're not alone. Whether it's you know com- comrades from the military or or just laymen like me, uh, I'll be at this retreat, and I'm the only non-veteran there. So you know there, there's men like me that also understand that those of us who've been in mission with athletics and things like that. There's a connection there, and so uh, we're hoping that from this weekend they'll see that. That, um, you know, that there are men out there who generally can help them and support them and strengthen them. Uh, and I think that's true for all of us, whether we're military or not. We're talking with Mark Houck. He's the founder of the Kingsman Apostolate. The retreat is called the David Retreat, and you can find details about it at davidretreat.com. That's davidretreat.com. It's coming up November 18th to the 21st, which is right around the corner. Is it still, uh, is there still an mm. opportunity here for men to come? Sure, and I have an offer on Veterans Day, and I'll put it out to your audience today, too. So um, we have about room for seven guys, um, seven additional men. We probably could squeeze maybe another eight or nine, but it would be tighter. But we could make it happen for any vet that was interested. So on Veterans Day, I'm putting out an offer. I have two full scholarships, Joe, to any vet that would like to come. Now, they have to get there on their own. I can't support them there. But I can I can subsidize the whole retreat for them. Mm. So I'll put it out to your audience if there's if there's two veterans listening today that want to take advantage of this full scholarship, and it's a $450 value, wow. um, we can help them with some transportation when they get near to the location. But they can reach out to me, uh, marketthekingsmen.org or through GRN to, um, to inquire about this, and I can, I can help them with that. So for, I got two scholarships if any of your, your veterans in your audience today want to take advantage of that. Praise be to God. I would encourage everybody to, uh, to help spread the word about that. That'd be amazing. Uh, again, davidretreat.com is the website, or just send me an email here, and I'll, I'll connect you back to Mark. Uh, we have a few minutes left with you, Mark. Uh, tell me about the men's groups, because sure. I think this is a vital, important part, too. Um, men have to be plugged in to similar, like-minded, 
minded band of brothers. Uh, you've got groups all over the country. Yeah, I love the term band of brothers, you know, coming from Shakespeare. Uh, you know, we do. We do have a band of brothers, about 500 men meeting on a weekly basis. And this is just small men's groups at the parish level. Something great for, for all men, where uh, men just come together on a weekly basis. We got about 22 dioceses we're working in right now with just these men, you know, organizing these groups who. Oh, no. Your internet's gone south on us. Say that again. So, so, <laughs> you, yeah, I'm sorry, Mark. Your internet makes you sound like you're from Battlestar Galactica of the 1980s version. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but uh, it really went south on us. So uh, I'm not even able to hear you at the moment. But uh, let me just uh, leave it with this. Uh, DavidRetreat.com is uh, the website for the Retreat for the Veterans. Now, this is an opportunity. There's nothing else like this in the Catholic world, a retreat experience just for veterans that's, that's designed around healing. Now, I've been to the Samson Retreat, which is a healing retreat of similar model, and it was a powerful experience at this facility, too, by the way, which is really, really nice facility. The food is great. The company's better. The retreat experience is amazing. And this one's designed just for veterans. So if you know a guy, well, there's two full-ride scholarships available, first come, first serve. You have to provide your own transportation, but make sure that you're get, getting this word out as quickly as possible so these men can take advantage of this. You're not going to regret it. This is an amazing experience. DavidRetreat.com is the website. For the men's groups, let me just encourage you to also spread the word about the Kingsmen Apostolate. Their website is thekingsmen.org, thekingsmen.org, building up men in the mold of leader, protector, and provider. Mark's been doing this now for a very long time, and uh, he has a very unique retreat experience offering uh, on his website. You can find all the details, thekingsmen.org. Into the Wild is my favorite retreat out of all the retreats I've ever been to. I love it so much. I've been to many of them now, and I would encourage you to check it out, too. So that, the group, plus so much more on their website, thekingsmen.org. Sorry, Mark, about the Internet thing, but God love you. God bless you. Thanks for being on today. And now we're going to go to break. Got more breaking news and stories coming up next, plus the Men's March in Baltimore. All that's happening next. Don't go anywhere. Atheists sometimes attack religion by saying it's a crutch for the weak-minded. They'll say, religion is for those who can't think for themselves. Does this objection justify atheism? The answer is no, and here are some reasons why. First, the objection is not an argument against theism. It's merely an assertion. Someone's use of religion as a crutch says nothing whether or not God exists. Second, what's wrong with using a crutch if one is deficient? If you break your leg, using a crutch is actually the smart thing to do. As fallen human beings, our intellects are weakened. Consequently, it's not unreasonable to acknowledge we need help from God in our journey back to Him. So, a believer's appeal to religion for direction in life is not a sign of intellectual weakness. It's actually the intelligent thing to do. That is, if the religion is true. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers. Catholic.com Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. 
God love you. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean, and here are your headline news. The Hill reports Energy Secretary says she hopes the national average gas price won't reach $4 per gallon. <laughs> it's already at 5 in California, so golly gee whiz, what does that mean? The Epic Times reports hundreds of thousands go on, are to go on a four-day nationwide strike over vaccine mandates. A massive nationwide strike against vaccine mandates will take place uh, from November the 8th to November the 11th, according to the main organizer of a walkout, Leah Dundas. Uh, a human rights attorney and public speaker. The walkouts involve people from various industries such as trucking and telecom. Air and rail transport workers are not federally allowed to go on strike due to a law passed in 1926 named the Railway Labor Act, but some plan to protest anonymously. By the way, we're going to have a guest on about the airline strikes uh, coming up tomorrow, I believe. The Daily Wire reports federal court freezes Biden vaccine mandate over possible grave statutory and constitutional issues. A U.S. federal appeals court issued a stay on Saturday temporarily halting Democrat President Joe Biden's vaccine mandate that would have required companies with at least 100 employees to get vaccinated for the coronavirus or be tested weekly. The ruling from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit stated the following, quote, because the petitions give cause to believe there are grave statutory and constitutional issues with the mandate, the mandate is hereby stayed pending further action by this court. The lawsuit does not take a position on whether someone should receive the vaccine or not, only against Biden's mandate announced earlier this year and unveiled on Thursday morning. The mandate applies to all companies with 100 or more employees and forces those businesses to police the vaccine status of their employees, unquote. The AP is reporting the high court is to hear a secret case over Muslim surveillance. The Supreme Court is preparing to hear a case about the government's ability to get lawsuits thrown out of court by claiming they would reveal secrets that threaten national security. The case before the High Court Monday involves a group of Muslim men from Southern California. They filed a class action lawsuit claiming that the FBI spied on them and hundreds of others in a surveillance operation following 9-11. The group represented by lawyers from the American Civil Liberties Union and others claimed religious discrimination and violations of other rights, saying they were spied on solely because of their faith. A lower court dismissed almost all their claims after the government said allowing the case to go forward could reveal state secrets, whom the government was investigating and why. But an appeals court reversed that decision, saying the lower court first should have privately examined the evidence the government said was state secrets to see if the alleged surveillance was unlawful. The Hill reports hackers breached nine global organizations in ongoing espionage campaign. A hacking group with potential ties to China has breached nine global organizations as a part of an ongoing espionage effort, particularly targeting the defense sector, according to findings made public on Sunday. According to a report from cybersecurity company Palo Alto Networks, the hackers targeted at least 370 organizations running potentially vulnerable Zoho servers in the U.S. alone, successfully compromising at least one as a part of a wider global campaign. 
The compromise groups operated in the defense, education, energy, and healthcare and technology sectors with a potential focus on servers used by companies working with the Department of Defense. Palo Alto Networks did not name any of the targeted organizations and noted that it was sharing the information in an effort to raise awareness about the threat and patch against the vulnerabilities it exploited. And those are your headline news for today. Praise be to God. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is the the host of the Simple Truth radio program on the Station of the Cross, Jim Havens. Good morning to you, Jim. Hey, good morning, Joe. How are you today? Praise be to God. I am alive, and that counts. How are you, sir? Yes, doing great. Great to be with you. Um, uh, real quick, tell us about the uh, the Simple Truth. Uh, tell us what what day, what time. How can people listen to that? Sure. Yes, it's Monday through Friday, four p.m. Eastern, four to five p.m. Eastern, so three to four p.m. Central time. And uh, a couple ways you can listen. It's um, it's produced by the Station of the Cross. Uh, Catholic Media Network. And so you can go to their mobile app, which is iCatholic Radio. You can listen live there. You can get podcasts there. Also, you can catch it on video um, through different platforms. If you go to my YouTube channel, Jim Havens, um, that's probably one of the easiest ways or the Facebook page for The Simple Truth. But Simple Show, just trying to proclaim the reality of Jesus and his Catholic Church. And this is the real deal. And we got to get it out there and, and let people know about the treasure we have. You know, Jim, um, I've been on your show a couple of times. I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Um, but I want to talk about today. I've sort of decided that it was important for us to talk about men's issues today. Uh, mm-hmm. Men's uh, the men's apostolates, but really uh, masculine spirituality and the need to uh, encourage men to stand up and be men in our world today. I've had so many conversations recently about the interesting times in which we live. And the need for emasculated men to to be evangelized and won back because there is much need in our society for for a real authentic witness to true masculine spirituality. And you have a, a men's march coming up, and I think this is an important opportunity for us to discuss this. But let me just bring up this, this story that came out of Houston over the weekend about these eight people who died in this concert. One of the victims reportedly, allegedly, is 10 years old. And all, and all I can think about is, where's his parents? Where's his father? <laughs> Adrian said, probably next to him <laughs> at the concert, which boggles the mind that we have tens of thousands of people that will show up to that concert. I wonder if we will have tens of thousands of men that will show up to end abortion. What say you, Jim Havens? Yes, realistically, probably not. We had uh, about 300 men at the last men's march that we did, the first one, which was in D.C. on June the the 12th. And that was um, designed to go right to the the doorstep of the White House and put it right before the feet of Joe Biden, who claims to be uh, a Catholic man, and and to call him on for more in a very charitable way, but in a very firm way. And, um, and I think this is what we are called to do is to share the truth very charitably, um, but also very firmly, especially with people that are clearly doing the wrong thing in such a way that it is, um, it's, it's killing people. It's destroying lives. It's, it's having, um, devastating effects on our society. So, um, we thought take it to, to Joe Biden first made sense. So we did that. You can find people can find footage of all the, the great speakers and things that happened outside 
of the White House there if they go to themensmarch.com. But now um, it's part two. We have to go to our shepherds, come go to the bishops. And so their, their fall assembly um, begins um, next week. And so this is the, this will be the first day of their fall general assembly in Baltimore. And, um, and we're going to rally outside of the local Planned Parenthood uh, killing center. And we'll hear some, um, some testimony there. We'll march down in front of where they're meeting. We've invited the bishops to join us. And uh, some of them have responded, a few have responded to uh, pray the rosary with us. Um, but really all this is, is we want to give an opportunity, just like you said, give an opportunity for men to stand up. It's up to each and every man, each and every man who hears this. And I want to thank you for helping us to spread the word. This is very grassroots. So everybody listening, please spread the word, men, women, whoever's listening, do whatever you can so that more men can hear about this. Um, again, the mensmarch.com. But then once a man hears about this, then it's on on him to consider the opportunity. I don't think we have a lot of opportunities like this to come together and really um, collectively bring our influence, our individual influence, bring it together and let's make the most of it and um, and really send a message that we need to stand up mm. for the children that are being killed, for the moms that are being exploited, for all those that are being wounded, for our society that's being devastated by this lie of abortion, by this evil, which really is an ongoing daily mass murder in our nation. Wow. Jim Havens is our guest. Now, Jim, did you, I think you said this to me one of the times I was on your show that you and I had met before. You and I. We did, yeah. At at, at an End of the Wild (laughs) Kingsmen retreat in Buffalo, correct? That's correct. What year was that? Like a 2011 or 2012, something like that? I think, yeah, that sounds about right. Somewhere, somewhere in that vicinity. <laughs> so we have history, you and I, and I didn't really realize that, but I just had Mark Alk on in the last segment to, uh, to talk about his retreat offerings and, and how important is it for men to, to do these types of things? I think we're, we would rather stay home. We'd rather, you know, play golf. We'd rather, you know, even, we might even rather do the honeydew list, but doing these types of things, coming together, marching as men, fathers and sons, shoulder to shoulder. How important is that? It's vital. We have to remember who we are. And that comes with a, a sense of integrity to actually live who we are and who we're called to be. So we can say it, we can say one thing, um, but we actually have to to do it. We have to act on our convictions act on the truth. And so this is not even a religious truth. Certainly, um, Jesus is very clear about how vital it is that we love the least of these. Our judgment is tied to it, he says in Matthew 25. He's very clear about, about things in the uh, parable of the Good Samaritan, that we are not to look the other way, but to engage when our neighbors are in need. Um, but this is natural law. This is natural reason. And this comes down to a man being a man. We are made to protect and to serve others, especially those that are most vulnerable. We are called to be uh, to, to a certain headship um, in our family and in our society. And the fact is, is that um, we've got to step up when we know All right. that thousands of innocent children are being killed every day and moms are being exploited. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Jim Havens is our guest. The Men's March. TheMensMarch.com. We'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, What's wrong for you may be right for someone else. And besides, what's right and wrong changes like everything else. You can't fight these things. You have to just go with the flow. G.K. Chesterton says, 
Right is right, even if nobody does it. And wrong is wrong, even if everybody is wrong about it. Right and wrong are not based on fashion and personal preferences, and not on the calendar. They're based on the laws of God, on eternal truth that does not change. And as for going with the flow, G.K. Chesterton says, A dead thing goes with the stream. Only a living thing can go against it. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Jim Havens is our guest. He is the host of The Simple Truth, which is heard on the Station of the Cross. Praise be to God. I think it's 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right, Jim? Uh, I couldn't hear you there, Jim, so hopefully your audio is uh, is working still. But we're talking about The Men's March. You can find the details listed on their website at themensmarch.com, themensmarch.com, which is coming up next week. And it's a great opportunity for men, and I would encourage uh, fathers to bring sons, if possible, to uh, to come and witness. And it's an opportunity for us to witness not only our faith to strangers on the street, but also the message going to those that might make use of abortion or to the bishops themselves that need to hear that men find this vitally important that we take a stand. Jim, uh, hopefully your internet's working okay. Yes, can you hear me? Oh, we can. Praise be to God. Uh, Let's talk about fathers and sons. Do you encourage uh, fathers to bring sons to this? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we had uh, several um, fathers bring their sons to the the last uh, men's march that we had, and uh, I think it it seemed to to go very well. In fact, there was an image of uh, one father and a son that were in the march, and they were praying the rosary together. And that image um, really went viral. Mm-hmm. And even to folks that were not Catholic, not even Christian, I saw sharing this image because I think, it, and I was trying to ponder, what is this striking in people? And I think there was a sense that look at, look at this father um, truly being a father, walking with his son, raising up his son in what is most important, what is most good. And, um, and even people that disagreed with us, I think it struck a nerve. Yeah, it is important, isn't it? Um, because the family is so attacked in our modern time, um, the the man is his role is uh, it's it's lowered, it's attacked, it's uh, dechristianized, it's dehumanized, it's it's ridiculed. I mean, look at popular popular television shows and movies, and I mean, rarely do you find a depiction of a man and a woman in the sacramental uh, embrace of marriage in a loving and incredible way, trying to raise kids, you know, not only to be Christians, but to be just good humans. Like, you never see this anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. And has there ever been a a time, um, certainly not that I'm aware of, maybe there was, but has there ever been a time where it's been a lower bar for men, (laughs) a lower bar for for husbands and fathers? I mean, not much is expected of us. 
Um, so we can't be comparing ourselves with, um, with men, other men and, and all of that. We need to be um, looking to Jesus and saying, all right, Lord, what, who are you calling me to be? Mm. How am I called to be that? Let's go and really raise the bar and strive um, to grow in virtue, strive really for um, excellence with our Lord to be all that he's calling us to be, which is a very high bar. So we've got to, we've got to keep going and encourage one another in that. Yeah. You know, one of the things I also noticed about last year's men's march was everybody's wearing suit and tie almost. I mean, it's, uh, that's also a witness, wouldn't you say? It is. Yeah. We do encourage, um, every, every man to come, um, dressed with a suit. Ties are optional. Um, but, um, but the priests, we encourage them certainly to wear their clerics who join us. And uh, the reason for that is it brings a certain professionalism, a certain dignity, a certain sense of unity. And quite frankly, we just looked at what was done before and done well back in the um, the nonviolent protest marches of MLK and others. Mm-hmm. You watch them, they come with that sort of professionalism, dignity, dressed in suits. So we thought, look, they, they did it right. Let's follow that lead. And so, um, yeah, people can come and dress however they want. We're not forcing anybody to do anything. Some people seem to have a, a, some trouble with the dress code, but we just say, look, <laughs> dig out the old suit. If you've got one, if you're not used to wearing a suit or grab one from a thrift store, no big deal. <laughs> just uh, do what you can and uh, get a suit on. That's funny. <laughs> I doubt they sell them the, a, a suit at a thrift store that I could wear, Jim, but okay. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. But, but praise be to God. I like the witness. It reminds me of the TFP guys. They, they, that's their sort of, that's their habit. The the suit and the tie, the jacket, and, and they wear it everywhere and anywhere, and they stand out in a crowd as a result of that. Funny story, side note here, you might remember, because uh, you and I are of similar vintage, I think, Jim. Do you remember Mr. T? <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool. Well, yeah. Mr. T, when he was a teenager growing up in Brooklyn, on the mean streets of Brooklyn, suit and tie every day. And he would do that because he stood out amongst his peers. He stood out in a crowd, and he looked professional. I think it's a solid witness. And uh, how many men are you expecting this year? I really have no expectation. My my role here is to put the opportunity out there to, to show up myself, to encourage others, to put the opportunity out there, to get it out to as many men as possible. And I do believe that men, the more men hear this, the more they will be convicted like I am and many others who showed up last time. And, um, you know, look, if, if the Lord is, is tugging on your heart as you hear this, please say yes. Um, if there are any obstacles that come your way, uh, think about how you can overcome those things. But I just want to encourage any man who's listening, again, go to themensmarch.com. All the information is up there. And um, and this is going to be sacrificial. So it's not going to be easy for anybody to get there. There's going to be spiritual attack and battle, certainly surrounding all of this. And so take heart. This is important. So do whatever you can to break through all of that, all that nonsense and to show up. Our Lord is going to be there in the midst of us, with us. He's calling us there hmm. for a reason. And so I'm just excited to gather with whatever, whoever hears that call and shows up. Um, it's going to be a good day. Let's talk about the details. Uh, uh, Adrian, go ahead. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to go back to the point you made about the about a suit and tie. Uh, it, that's a great, great witness. I've been to many, many um, events with rosary rallies, uh, with processions, with uh, marches all over Texas and elsewhere. And, you know, the ones that, that really stand out are when the men there and the women, too, are dressed uh, to impress 
Uh, it's totally different feel whenever people are in their shorts and t-shirts, but whenever they're dressed with a suit and tie, men dressed in suit and ties, it really shows forth that this is something important, something dignified. You're doing something worthwhile. My professor in, uh, at university, he told me, whenever you show up to class, wear a suit and tie because that shows that what you're doing is important and has dignity and has something that's worth getting dressed for. And it's kind of like how you have your Sunday best. And I think it's very, very important. And that's why uh, Joe was making the point about the TFP make doing that thing and it causes people to be really upset for some reason people see you in a suit and tie like why are you, why are you wearing a suit and tie for what, what are you doing what do you think you are and it's kind of weird how people get very upset about this this point so i think i just wanted to emphasize that and uh now all this you know i wasn't planning on going now i kind of kind of want to go so <laughs> i'm kind of being inspired right now well uh i'm going praise be to god i can't wait in fact we're going to be doing i'll be hosting the show remotely from uh baltimore on the Monday and the Tuesday, just because of the way the timing of everything works uh, while we're up there. So I'm excited about that. Now, let's get into the nitty-gritty details here, Jim. Date, what's going to happen, when's it going to happen, where's it going to happen, all of that. Absolutely. So November 15th, one week from today, Monday, November 15th, um, in Baltimore, we're going to be meeting outside of the local Planned Parenthood Killing Center in Baltimore. The address and all of that is at the website. Go to themensmarch.com, themensmarch.com. You can sign up for email updates there as well. But um, all the information's there. We're going to start at that local um, killing center. We're going to have some some talks from there. We're going to have our march down to outside of the Baltimore Marriott waterfront where the bishops will be meeting. We have our rally point there. We've got our permit um, ready to go from the, the city of Baltimore. So everything checks out. And, um, and then we're going to have, um, th- some bishops gather with us at 1230 PM to pray the rosary with us. Bishop Strickland is going to be leading the first, um, decade for us. And, um, and, and so we're, we're we'll have some more speakers from there. And, uh, I, I think the Lord will have some surprises for us as we go. I don't really know exactly, but I, again, I know he's calling us. And so I hope you hear this call and that it strikes you, it convicts you and that you will answer this call. And again, it's going to be sacrificial. Um, so make the commitment, uh, make your plans, do what it takes to get there and to show up next Monday, November 15th at 11 a.m. in Baltimore. Now, who are your speakers this year? Well, we've got the uh, the outstanding Joe McLean <laughs> as one, which is going to be great. And uh, so we've and then we've got um, we've got some others that um, you know that, that are still shaking out. But we've got uh, Walter Hoy is oh, going to wow. be back with us. Nice. He was with us um, at our last march in D.C. And also uh, Michael Hitchborn. He's also a return great speaker from with us in D.C. Um, Father Imbarado is a co-organizer on this, and so. He's going to be with us leading the way and certainly speaking throughout. Um, he kind of serves as an MC, but he will also give some remarks. We're hoping to get some remarks from maybe um, Bishop Strickland and, and the bishops that will be joining us for the rosary, Wonderful. perhaps. And, um, and so we'll see. We'll see who shows up. We're going to, you know, we're going to have some flexibility. So, um, so who knows who's going to, who's going to get up and share a little bit throughout this event. But, um, but again, just get there, themensmarch.com, themensmarch.com. You know, what, what a witness it would be. I, I've had the distinct pleasure of speaking at men's conferences and retreats all over our country and overseas. And one of the ones that sticks to my mind most was the 2013 Milwaukee Men's Conference that I spoke at. There was, I think, 2,700 men, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And um, halfway through the conference, we paused everything, and the men went on a Eucharistic procession outside. 
And the witness that had on people driving by, walking by, they stopped, cars stopped in the street just to behold what was going down. People on the opposite side would stop. And uh, of course, when our Lord passed by, we saw people getting on their knees. It was, it was such an amazing experience to see all of these men witnessing to the public, not even through words, just through actions, that, uh, that, that this truth is powerful and there's something here. And I think that's an opportunity we have at this men's march to communicate that to this world, not just through the dress code or the speakers or, or the event itself, but in the very uh, witness of these men together and in peace. And let me encourage you, share this with a friend today. TheMensMarch.com is the website, TheMensMarch.com. Jim Havens from uh, Simple Truth. God love you. Thank you for being on with us. Thank you, Joe. God bless you. Tune in to The Simple Truth, 4 p.m. Eastern, every day on the Station of the Cross. You can find it on their mobile app at iCatholic. Is it iCatholic? Uh, yes, iCatholic Radio. iCatholic Radio is the mobile. Check it out. Check Jim out, but go to the website, themensmarch.com. That's going to do it for the first hour of Catholic Drive Time. Praise you, Jesus, for giving us the opportunity to talk to all of you out there. Do us a favor. Tune in the next hour if you can. Go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt if you want to watch live or comment live like paul from buffalo is doing he says hi jim by the way god love you god bless you the game shows in the next hour join us new prices at stake we'll see you there thank you for joining us on your catholic drive time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Why do Protestants not believe John 6 when it says that Jesus' flesh is real food and that his blood is real drink? I don't know. In Matthew 26, Mark 14, and Luke 22, Jesus says of the bread, this is my body. He says of the wine, this is my blood. Not this is symbolic of or this represents. He says this is. In John 6, he repeats himself like he does nowhere else in Scripture to emphasize the fact that he expects us to eat his flesh and drink his blood and that his flesh is real food and that his blood is real drink. Anyone who says he is speaking symbolically and not literally simply is refusing to look at all the facts. Fact number one, the Jews took him literally. We see that in verse 52. Fact number two, his disciples took him literally. We see that in verse 60. Fact number three, the apostles took him literally. Verses 67 to 69. If everyone who heard heard him speak at the time took him literally, then my question is, why does anyone today, 2,000 years after the fact, take him symbolically? Also, in verse 51 of John 6, Jesus says that the bread which he will give for the life of the world is his flesh. When did he give his flesh for the life of the world? On the cross. Was that symbolic? If you think Jesus is speaking symbolically here when he says that we must eat his flesh and drink his blood, then you must also conclude that Jesus' death on the cross was only symbolic. It wasn't really Jesus hanging up there. It was symbolic flesh and symbolic blood. Jesus is clearly talking about the flesh that he gave for the life of the world. 
He did that on the cross. Those who believe he is talking symbolically here in John 6 have a real problem when it comes to John 6, verse 51. Did Jesus give us his real flesh and blood for the life of the world? Or was it only his symbolic flesh and blood? A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern. Right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. You have survived the weekend. Congratulations. You get to get back at it. Just imagine what you might accomplish this week for the glory of God, for the salvation of souls, for your own sanity. Who knows? Uh, So uh, Monday is a a rare opportunity, and we should embrace that today. Uh, We are going to have a great hour this hour. Praise be to God. We have a new prize sponsor on the hook for the game show. So the game show comes up at 15 past the hour. Fear and trembling, which is always a lot of fun. And thank you to you for uh, playing it with us. If you'd like the phone number, you can find it listed on our website grnonline.com forward slash cdt. But I'll give it to you at the appropriate time. You might have to uh, wait for that. But if you want to hedge your bet, you just go to the website and you, you call in early. And while you're there, you can check out the podcast. You can you can join our CDT inside our email list. You can get on the text blast list. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do on our website. So check that out, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. We just wrapped up some great conversations in the last hour. Jim Havens was on with us to talk about the Men's March in Baltimore coming up next week, themensmarch.com. And then uh, Mark Houck was on to talk about his upcoming David Healing Retreat for men who have served our country in the armed forces. Uh, that's coming up November 18th through the 21st in New Jersey. He has two uh, full-ride scholarships available, and one is already gone because one of you has called and uh, tried to secure that. So praise be to God. Uh, I'm very grateful that this audience is responding to that. Uh, you can find more information about that retreat at davidretreat.com. That's davidretreat.com. Good morning to you, Adrian Fonseca. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here. Is it now? Yes, it is. Praise be to God. In spite of it all. In spite of it all. And in <laughs> and in spite of the fact that uh, we had two great interviews today. So praise be to God for yeah, that. Praise be to God for that. Amen. Uh, lots going on in the news. We covered a lot of stories last hour to include the horrific story coming out of uh, Houston, Texas. with Yikes. Eight people dead at a concert. I mean, absolutely insane. You know, there are some reports of people who've been there that said they saw some crazy stuff. We might have time. Do you think we'll have time in the after show to talk about that? We will have a shorter after show because we have the Bree Dale show. We might have, We I think we'll have time to talk about it. Okay. But uh, if you're listening now, you should listen to the Bree Dale show at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. 8 o'clock, that's an hour from now. 
and uh, that she'll be talking about the breaking news going on, uh, especially things going on in the Vatican, some crazy stuff happening. So you be sure to tune in at 8 a.m. And uh, yeah, so praise be to God. Oh, right. and one other thing. I yeah. just posted my, I did a debate with a Protestant uh, friend of mine that I met at the abortion clinic, and uh, we did a debate on salvation. So I just put that up on my cool. Catholic Conversations podcast. So check that out on YouTube or on podcast. Praise be to God. That's super awesome. We link to it, right? On yes, all the sir. social feeds yes, today. Sir. So you can find it there. Uh, be very helpful, I'm sure, in your conversating with uh, you know, fallen away Catholics or non-Catholic friends and family members this uh, Christmas season. Thanksgiving is around the corner. And who doesn't want to talk about salvation justification Amen. around the table? So uh, get equipped today. Get that podcast. By the way, I spent my weekend uh, narrating the greatest literary Catholic artist of the 19th century and the greatest book, I, as I've been saying now for many, many years. For like minutes. Um, G.K. Chesterton. Mm-hmm. Biggest fan of G.K. right here. I feel, Yours truly. I, I'm gaslit. <laughs> I feel like uh, Joe. Joe's, he's saying that he's been a fan forever. Forever. Yet, somehow, I feel mm. like he said the exact opposite. What? Like, maybe no. No. a week ago, two weeks ago, three no. weeks ago, every day for the rest of the, his life hmm. uh, before today. You think? Hmm. No. Surely Something not. about... Oh, I can't read G.K. Chesterton, <laughs> Orthodoxy. He, I have no idea what he's talking about. He's just uh, more talking in circles. I said he's lengthy. He's mm-hmm. he's long winded. Mm-hmm. He can get he, a pamphlet writer. That's what I that's what I <laughs> said he should be. Either way, I have begun narrating Orthodoxy on on the Joe McLean YouTube channel, which is our one of our backup channels to Catholic Drive Time uh, content, uh, just to overcome the insanity of YouTube censorship. So if you like Orthodoxy and you want to hear me narrate that, there's uh, chapter one is already available, and I'll be putting out one chapter at a time just to make life easier. You can find it linked up on the Joe McLean YouTube channel. All right, let's pray. Let's dive in. We have a great show. Uh, Janice's last day was Friday, so she is no longer with the CDT team, but David Magianis is sitting in her seat today, and uh, we will be announcing to you who the permanent new member of the team is this week, so stay tuned for that. But we have a game show coming up, and prizes are at stake. So let's get started. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news story for today. We always cover the harder stories in the first hour, and that we always try to find something more inspirational for this hour. Epic Times reports, Texas woman spots tiny feet in lake, leaps in to save drowning toddler, recognized by the city. Praise be to God. A quick-thinking Texas mom whose actions helped save the life of a drowning toddler was recently recognized for her heroism alongside first responders who attended the emergency. Mom of four, Brandy Roundtree, leapt into action when she heard a woman scream for help at Linda Spurlock Park in North Richland Hills on June 9th. She saw two small feet sticking out of the water and, quote, immediately jumped into the pond to pull the boy from the water and began CPR, and quote, the North Richland Hills Police Department stated. After being hefted ashore, the two-year-old boy, Carlos Gonzalez, was unconscious and wasn't moving. 
Quote, he was blue, so I immediately put my hands on his neck, couldn't feel anything, unquote Roundtree, who at the moment had recalled her mom's CPR training, told WFAA. Carlos's aunt made the call to 911 and reached the dispatcher who provided CPR instructions and tried to keep those who were at the scene calm. Police officers Hyde and Cortez, were, who were nearby, arrived and applied back blows to expel the water from Carlos's lungs. Soon, they had him breathing on his own. Fire department EMTs arrived shortly afterward to continue providing care. And after administering oxygen, Carlos began to inhale deeply. He was then transported to the hospital. Quote, it was like, whew. We actually knew he was going to be okay then, unquote, Officer Hyde said, recalling the boy's successful resuscitation. On October the 26th, the police department recognized Roundtree for her heroic, life-saving efforts and quick-thinking action, without which the outcome for Carlos could have been very different. Roundtree received a plaque of commendation. Praise be to God. What an inspirational story. And you never know what might happen. You always got to be ready. And that is your good news for today. The saint of the day is the four crown martyrs. Let's see how I do with these Roman names. This is the title of two separate groups who suffered for the faith called Sancti Quantor Coronazzi, the four holy crowned ones. Castorius, Claudius, Nicostrautus, and Symphorian were tortured and slain in Pannonia, having been carvers for, Sir, for Sir Miriam, and they refused to carve a pagan statue and were martyred by retired co-emperor Diocletian. Hmm, being put to death for refusing to make something for an evil person. Hmm, interesting. Diocletian killing people after being retired. Amazing. A martyr named Simplicius died with them. The second group of four Holy Crown martyrs died in Albano, Italy, and were Caproforius, Secundus, Severian, Victorianus, and a basilica was erected in honor of these martyrs in Rome. Their cult was confirmed to local calendars in 1969. They died in 305. The four crowned martyrs pray for us. Praise be to God. In all things, the gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 6. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause sin will inevitably occur, but woe to the one through whom they occur. It would be better for him if a millstone were put around his neck and he be thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Ambrose said, For better is a friendly correction than a quarrelsome accusation. The one strikes shame into a man, the other moves his indignation. He who is admonished will more likely be saved because he fears to be destroyed, for it is well that he who is corrected should believe you to be rather his friend than his enemy. For we more readily give ear to counsel than yield to injury. 
Fear is a weak preserver of constancy, but shame is an excellent master of duty. For he who fears is restrained, not amended. Pretty powerful if you think about it. Adrian, what did you find? Awesome. So the two things. One thing I want to point out is if you're following along at home, like Jesus Robles with his copies of Cornelius Lapide, uh, the gospel reflection today is on the passage on the very end uh, on the apostle said to increase our faith. By this, Cornelius Lapide points out that we too should increase our faith. We should ask our Lord to increase our faith if the apostles ask for such a thing whenever they were unable to drive out demons. then so too should we be as well asking for an increase in faith. If you wanted to get a commentary on Cornelius Lapide on the millstones, you actually have to go back to Matthew 18, 6. And that's where he talks about the millstones. Now, what happens here? Cornelius Lapide makes a really good point, and he has a long exposition on the millstones and he makes this very important. Two things. One thing that he points out is that the millstones here are in response to the, uh, to the apostles bickering over who will be greater in the kingdom of heaven. And so here, Cornelius Lapide points out, he says, the reason why that he, our Lord brings up the millstones in relation to this is saying that for those clerics and those religious and those bishops who are arguing over who will have a higher place in dignity, that they are causing scandal to those who would, who would convert to the faith. And I'm thinking of so many people who have wanted to become Catholic and then look at the bishops, look at Rome and see things that are scandalous and refuse to become Catholic because they're saying, okay, I get the claims of the Catholic church. I understand all that. But you're going to tell me this whenever my eyes are telling me something else? How is that possible? And they reject the faith, not out of disbelief, but out of the scandal in which people give them. And our Christophe also points out, and here's the second thing, is that it is both a sin to give scandal, but it's also a sin to receive scandal. To be scandalized by something, we have to be firm in our faith and reject scandal. We have to be strong in our faith in order that when scandal comes, and Cornelius Lapide said, the world is full of scandals because it is full of wicked men, libertines, spendthrifts, and various people. In order that they may satisfy their lust, they cause others to stumble. So in order that they like be able to push down other people, they shove people down in order to lift themselves up. So this is very important that we be strong in our faith. We hold on to the truths of the faith because there will be scandals coming from the highest offices of the church. Our friends, our family, all these people will be, will bring scandal upon us. And it is our duty as Christians to reject the scandal and to try to lead others away from scandal, especially our children and young ones, especially those who are new to the faith, because the young ones here doesn't only imply children, but also those who are new to the faith. Avoid scandal. Do not cast pearl at swine. I think that's what we should take away from that passage. All right. Praise be to God. Uh, we have an opportunity now to play a game. But I want to, before we do that, I just want to say thank you to verboom.com forward slash GRN for generously sponsoring our reflection on the Gospels every day. They have a tool that connects all these incredible uh, translations and documents and books and, you know, commentaries. I mean, they have a massive amount of uh, books in their library, 
all digitally connected. So when I look at a particular passage, it automatically brings up directly in the spot in that book that talks right about that particular passage. And I can have as many of those books open as I want at any time. Translations from Greek and Hebrew, and it's just amazing. And I really love it. It helps us to get to the good stuff very quickly. Early Church Fathers, Cornelius Alapidae, uh, Hadoc Commentary. I mean, there's just so many in there. It's really, really good. And they have been generous to us. So thank you, verboom.com forward slash GRN for that. We're very, very grateful. All right, time to play the game. The phone number is 877-757-9424. If you want to be our contestant, possibly win some prizes, well, now is your chance. A very cool prize at stake this week. You could win. All you do is uh, call, be the first caller, and you get to be the contestant at 877-757-9424. Call right now, 877-757-9424 is the phone number. First caller gets to be the contestant at 877-757-9424. Call right now. Phone lines are open. We'll be right back. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So, James 2, 10-11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to uh, Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden agenda. Praise be to God. So I will tell you but you can't tell anybody else. You got to promise me, okay? All right? So here's the deal. There are a few things we like to do during the game show. Number one, we like to teach the faith. 
So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you just might learn something you didn't know before. Praise be to God for that, right? And then, of course, we like to laugh and have a good time. And our callers, they tend to be a lot of fun. They laugh with us, and uh, we we really enjoy that. And then, of course, we like to give out prizes, which kind of makes it a winner for everybody involved. But if you're new here, like, here's the deal. I have three Catholic trivia questions, but I don't ask the caller. So the caller doesn't technically need to know the answers to these questions and could still win the game. It's that much fun. The reason why is because I will not ask the caller. Instead, I will ask David and I will ask Adrian today. And praise be to God, one of them will be right and the other will be wrong. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision to whomever they trust more. And then every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize, which, by the way, is the House of Joppa is our sponsor this week. Praise be to Jesus. Houseofjoppa.com is their website. The House of Joppa is giving away a beautiful alabaster San Damiano cross. The, this crucifix is perfect for any home decor and is one of their best-selling items. Praise be to Jesus. The House of Joppa is, uh, is a, a company, a Catholic-owned company that specializes in home decor, jewelry, art, rosaries, and other Catholic gifts. And uh, you can find them on their website, houseofjoppa.com. And we're so very grateful to Tabitha and her husband, Matt, who are uh, Catholic converts. They live in Michigan with their five kids, praise be to Jesus, for giving us this beautiful uh, this San Damiano cross, which we're going to mail directly to one of you, whoever wins this week, whomever it is God's will should uh, receive this cross it is a beautiful thing, and we're going to give it to you on Friday. So you got to stay tuned for that. But that is the deal. Houseofjoppa.com. Thank you for being our sponsor. By the way, you can find them on Instagram as well. Search for House of Joppa. But let's go to the phones. Good morning to you, Russ. Yes, good morning. Praise be to God, Russ. Where are you calling from? San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Uh, stiff competition as to uh, who can call in more, San Antonio or Dallas. Uh, and uh, on occasion, we hear from other people like uh, like Uvalde on Friday, which was a lot of fun. But uh, where, what part of San Antonio are you from? I'm living in the Great Northwest. The the Great Northwest. That's probably one of the fastest growing segments of San Antonio, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. How, Is you, that better than the lesser? Northwest? Well, I was going to say the Great Northeast, <laughs> where I was from. You know, oh, okay. Live Oak, uh, Converse, the greatest part of San Antonio. Mm. You know, yeah, where Judson yeah. High School is, of course. Oh, yeah. Home, yeah. home of the Mighty yeah. Rockets, greatest football team in high school history. Fighting Caterpillars? That's a different school. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Russ, too many rabbit holes here. Where do you go to church? I, I go to Prince of Peace and Our Lady of Atonement. Wow, praise be to Jesus. Well, that's exciting. Now, uh, have you been listening, Russ? Do you know the rules? I've listened a couple times. My work schedules change here and there, so but I have I have heard the game show. So you you know that you don't actually need to know the answers that we're going to ask David. We're going to ask Adrian. One of them is going to be right, and the other will be wrong. Your tricky job is to figure out who is trying to trick you. Sounds good. I, however, am on your side, so I'm mm-hmm. here to advocate for you and get you in the cup. Are you ready to play, uh, Russ? Yes, I'm ready to roll. Don't look at me like that, Adrian. Stop it. All right, here we go. We're going to start with David, which is our custom. David, are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. Are you sure? Yes, let's go for it. Yes. See. Right. Are you yes. sure? Yes, yes. <laughs> David, can you tell me? Does the Bible contain all that God has revealed? 
Wow, that's a tough question. Uh, but I, I think I know it. I think I know it. I want to say yes. I want to say yes because, you know, uh, God inspired these uh, these great men to, to write the Bible. Okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. one edition, boom, that was it. That's it. Everything's in there. Everything's in there, okay. right? Okay. You know, so. Well, I wonder. I'm just curious what Adrian's going to say. Yeah. So, so I'm going to ask. Hey, Adrian, can you tell me. Hey, Joe. Does the Bible contain all that God has revealed? No, no, it doesn't. Like, for instance, I I'll, didn't give, see that I'll, coming. Give, I'll give one. I'll give one example. Yeah. The Bible doesn't tell you which books belong in the Bible. What? Yes, it does. I've got saying. a table of contents. The bi- yeah, table of contents, it's index, right maps, right the maps. And- <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, Russ. Uh, shenanigans aside, here is the deal. Adrian says no, it doesn't. Whereas David says yes, it does. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Russ, what say you? I'm going with Adrian. You admitted that publicly? Brilliant, man. <laughs> brilliant, man. Wow. Absolutely brilliant. Wow. Very humble of you, Russ, to uh, have to say, I'm going with Adrian. So confidently you did. Wow. But in fact, you are correct, sir. And it, well, I hate to say it. Adrian was right. Amazing. The Beautiful. Bible doesn't contain all that God has revealed. I know, I know. It's I know. true. It's true. See how David was trying to throw that curveball on you? Tricky, tricky. Didn't work. It didn't work. All right, Russ, you are in the coffee cup of divine providence. Praise be to Jesus. You possibly could win Amen. today, but uh, we're going to see if we can't get you in there twice. Question number two goes to Adrian. Adrian, are you ready? Uh, no. Can you tell me? <laughs> what? Nonetheless, can you tell me, is sacrifice necessary to religion? Is sacrifice necessary to religion uh i'm gonna say no it's not necessary you know jesus one sacrifice he sacrificed himself for all so we don't have to do that anymore no more sacrifices really Hmm. okay uh david can you tell me yes is sacrifice necessary to religion yes that's what i said earlier i said yes but yes because jesus told us to you know we got to take up our cross and follow him yeah. So that yeah. means, uh, you know, everything that's thrown at you, you know, you got to, that's going to involve sacrifice, everything okay. that's uh, okay. thrown at you in this yeah. life, mm-hmm. it needs, you need to pick up your cross and take it. So that's, okay. that's part of sacrifice. All right. Hmm. Here we go, Russ. Here's the deal. Uh, David seems to think, yes, it in fact does require sacrifice, whereas Adrian seems to think, no, pretty much not. Uh, 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Russ, what say you? I'm going with David. Very confident Sacrifice answer. Sacrifice is necessary. <laughs> Amen, brother. I don't know. I don't Amen. Know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He got it. He got it. Well, you know, it's funny that the way that question is worded, I think it could have meant is sacrifice necessary in like religion the in the sense that Jesus' sacrifice is a testament to the fact that, yes, sacrifice is necessary. Let alone oh, yes. the fact right. that animals were sacrificed in the Garden of Eden as a result of the fall of man, and they were kept sacrificing them all the way up until Jesus's once-for-all sacrifice. Mm. And we do the holy sacrifice in the Mass every day. Yay and amen. And, of course, as you pointed out, then there comes our own sacrifices that are necessary. Lots of sacrifices. Yeah, so yes, yes, and yes. Well done, Russ. Praise be to God. You're in for two. Uh, that was a fairly easy question, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, this all right. next one's impossibly this hard. This next one, though, is probably the easiest of all three. I'm going to be so honest. So hard. This is the hardest question. <laughs> so Don't easy. be fooled. Okay. Is this all easy question Monday, Adrian? Like It is Monday. So. All right. Here we go. Uh, back to David this time. David, can you tell me, 
Name for me the sacrament by which men become bishops and priests. That's an easy one. That's holy orders. Holy orders. Holy orders. That's you know. That's mm-hmm. that's what we learn. That's mm-hmm. what we you know uh, know Who's about. This we? we. We as it's, Catholics. It, the royal we, I think is what he meant. Yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. orders It'll is my final up. answer. <laughs> you don't want to phone a friend? I don't need to. This okay. is it. Final answer. Okay. Okay. Let's see what Adrian says then. Uh, mm. Adrian, can you tell me, or rather, can you name for me the sacrament by which men become bishops and priests? That would be the sacrament of consecration. Really? Absolutely. Consecration. The sacrament of consecration. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing at me. Oh, my goodness. What? Was was that some morning allergies there, Russ? Ouch. The pain. It hurts. Right here. All right, 15 seconds. I don't think it needs 15 seconds. Adrian says consecration, and uh, David says holy orders. Who is right? Who is wrong? Who is laughing? Russ, what say you? I would say it's the sacrament of holy orders. David's correct. So David is correct. From your lips to God. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. There you go, there you go, sorry. Ouch, My my finger slipped, my bad. (laughs) Oh, Russ, well done. Perfect score, praise be to God. Yes. Perfect score. You see how tricky they are, though, Russ? You see what I have to deal with every day? (laughs) Well, Russ, you did well. You you saw right through all the shenanigans. You you avoided all the curveballs, praise be to Jesus. You're in for three. You might win. You're going to have to tune in on Friday to see, but... We're going to put you on hold. We're going to make sure you get your phone number just in case it be God's will. But thanks for playing along. Thanks for being such a good sport. We really enjoyed that. Thank you, guys. God bless you, guys. God bless you, too, Russ. In the great northwest part of San Antonio, God is so very good. Uh, That's going to do it for the radio side of our show. If you can join us in the after show, we would love to have you. It's a little bit shorter on Mondays because of the Breedale program at the top of the hour. However, we do have a good time, and we're going to chat about whatever you want to chat about. You can just comment on one of the live video feeds, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Odyssey, or on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to God. Welcome to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we get a lot more casual about the conversation. And we talk to you about whatever it is you want to talk about. So all you got to do is comment. And if you've never commented before, well, be the first, be a first-time commenter, and we'll lavish even more love upon you. Praise be to God for that. Uh, but today is Monday, which means we have our Breedale program at the top of the hour, so we, we kind of cut short a little bit. So if you have a question or a comment, Leave it soon rather than later because we want to be able to get to it. Let's just recognize some folks. Uh, let's see. Monica Cortez, good morning to you. And uh, Jeff Burrier and the Burrier family, praise be to God. Good morning. Clarissa, it's good to see you here. Kimberly Sunderman's here. Praise be to Jesus. Colin, good morning to you, Colin. Uh, 
Let's see who else. Uh, we have Yolanda. Yolanda, I think, was a first-time commenter. Her, for whatever reason, her comment got... Uh, Does that count as uh, deleted? I mean, as a first-time commenter, if she retracts her message? Yeah, why not? I have no idea what she said, but... <laughs> Yolanda, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Uh, Eric Rodriguez, good morning to you. Yay and amen, Yolanda. Thanks for being a first-time commenter. Very grateful to you. Uh, let's see here. Mike over on odyssey.com. By the way, how was your birthday, Mike? Did it go okay? Mike's birthday was, I think, was it Friday or Saturday? Our friend Mike. Yes, Giselle, good morning to you. Sonia Morales, praise be to God. Sonia says, woohoo, San Antonio, Texas. Hello from San Antonio Medical Center. Uh, Patty was on with us. She's from the Hill Country. Uh, good to see you again, Patty. Uh, let's see who else was here. Buddy Canine, good morning to you. Uh, Buddy was on with us. Uh, he threw me for a loop earlier. I almost read his comment on the radio side. He says, I may need to leave early. I got a new job at a knife factory. I have to be there at 8 a.m. sharp. And Joe was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for you. I almost said that. Your job. I was so close to saying, oh, congratulations. Then I'm like, oh, it's a dad joke. Darn it. Dang. <laughs> uh, Jesus Robles, good morning to you. What do you mean Adrian is plainly brilliant? Is he paying you again, Jesus? He said, even the wrong answers that Adrian provides are stunningly wise. It, oh, Amen, brother. Stunningly. This could Amen. be a conflict wow. of interest if he's paying you again. Paying you off to make good comments about him. Uh, Lori, good morning to you. Praise be to Jesus. Mary Barone, good morning to you. Good to see you guys here. We're grateful. Douglas Ross. Uh, is Douglas a brand new commenter? Where at? Over on Facebook. Catholic Drive Time side. Let's see. Huh. Douglas. Joaquin. Are you a first time comment? No, no, he's not. Joaquin, good morning to you. Gloria Diane Lopez, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Uh, good morning to you. David Magianis, good morning to you. Oh, by the way, Paul from Buffalo is also hanging out with us today. Uh, praise be to God. Good morning. Good morning to everybody listening or not listening. Well, listening also watching. and watching. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Joe and Adrian, do you know what today is? November 8th. Today, November the, the 8th. Feast of All Saints for Dominican Friars. Yeah. <laughs> is that? Um, that's what we're talking about, right? Well, that too. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, today is National Cappuccino Day. Oh. Hey, okay. now. All right. You eh. eh. Harvey Wallbanger Day. Who's that? Eh. What? Who's, I have no idea who's that is. Harvey Wallbanger. I don't know, but he invented this drink with vodka and uh, uh, I don't know juice. Somebody uh, out there will some? know. You, you have some? been to one too many casino nights at, at a parish, <laughs> at okay. a casino night, exactly. Yeah. You guys, it's uh, y'all are sleeping on the fact that today is the feast of all Dominican saints. All Dominican saints. Did you know that? And only Dominican saints. I should have brought this up during the show. I forgot. I meant to do that, but I have to bring it up tomorrow. But the uh, every every religious order has a feast of all their saints and today is a feast of all saints for dominicans nice so there you go so if you know a dominican friar or sister yeah. wish them a happy all saints day today yeah okay hmm. now jeff Berger wants to know joe what's the scoop on the new co-host um so okay. here's the deal i tell you what why don't you guys comment with who you think is going to be the new co-host everybody put david no no. <laughs> I already have like because, two or three jobs. Uh, we were going more. to let David, we were going to inform David of his volunteer, sh volun volunteerism, volu volunteerism. Is that what that is? Uh, Pretty sure that's a heresy. You have been, vol <laughs> you have been volunteered. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, and it's called voluntold? 
Voluntold. I haven't yes. seen the email yet. Okay. Yeah, it's coming. Don't it's, worry. It's Don't coming. Worry. Okay. It's coming. No, seriously, though, it's not David. David's filling in for a very short time. Thank you, David. Uh, while we're You're in a welcome. transition period here. But uh, we have, in fact, hired uh, a, a permanent person All right. to fill in the uh, the news department of the CDT team. Nice. Um, praise be to God. And I haven't yet announced who they are, but I'm just curious if you guys have any suspicion. Let us know who you think it might be. Put it in the comments. Hmm. In the meantime, David's going to get up at two uh, thirty in the morning. Wow! And uh, be in here early to hang out with us. Two thirty. Well, sure. That's when hey, all Sue the cool says get all Dominican saints trumps it all. Sorry, David. All your uh, saints, cap- your stuff of the yeah, day, cappuccino day, <laughs> Harvey Wallbanger, <laughs> ain't it? Ain't Harvey it? Wallbanger. <laughs> Joe, you know what that is. Uh, but he says it has to be a woman. Hmm. Um, he also says the horn of the apocalypse has not been hurting quite some time so there you go praise be to god does it have to be a woman that's the question Mm. sonia said i think emily is coming back (laughs) (laughs) that would be great text emily and let her know i will i will i'll text her right now yeah yeah, the email's coming so just an update on emily if you are curious she texted me a couple days ago saying that she was applying to uh to work in the chancery at uh at the Archdiocese of Chicago. Nice. Are you being she, serious? Yes, yes. So she Are, said, seriously? She, te- she said, uh, I'm, I'm infiltrating the Archdiocese of Chicago. So there you go. Uh, so no, it's not Emily. Anybody with a search engine would probably know that's probably not the best solution. Uh, uh, well, that's the question is, who do you think is going to be the, the permanent member of the CDT team? Let us know in the comments and maybe tomorrow I'll reveal it to you. But it is not, in fact, David Magianis. How about Fran? Hey, speaking of David Magianis, you're a big sports nut. I am. Nut. Um, so mean. I know. No, that's a term of endearment. Uh, sports mm-hmm. fanatic. Sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sports. Uh, what, what else could I say? Sports uh, junkie. Just sports fan. Sports fan will work. That seems. That seems demeaning to me. Seems offensive. Seems offensive. Really? Yeah. Wow. Totally. When did that change? So sp- I'm offended for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so speaking of sports nuts, can you believe Texas A&M has defeated uh, the two Alabama teams? The two, yeah, I know, I know. Like, really? I didn't know Joe kept up with like, sports. What? And, and they're apparently they're really nervous about the Mississippi game coming up. It's going to be a good game. So now, uh, they're doing well. They're, you went to uh, UT, right? I went to UT. Yes, greatest JUCO team in <laughs> in the state of Texas. Texas, Texas. Uh, We're playing University like that. Yes, <laughs> we are playing like that. Yes. Just got word from Bree Dale that she's going to be talking about the vaccine mandates hey during now. the during the Bree Dale show. So Praise if you want to hear about that, she has uh, the scoop on the vaccine mandates. That's awesome. Yes, we'll we have need to tune that. In. So top of the hour, tune in for that. Speaking of vaccine mandates, uh, to Wednesday, Wednesday at uh, at the fifteen after segment of the first hour. Joshua Yoder is going to be on to talk about airline pilots and vaccine mandates. He flies for American Airlines, and we're going to have a conversation. He helps to run an organization that's that's trying to bring all of the airline employees together who are opposed to the vaccine mandate together. Oh. And so uh, we'll have an interesting conversation with Joshua Yoder on Wednesday at 15 past of the first hour on that. Check out the comments on YouTube from uh, some guesses from Clarissa and Jeff. Uh, Clarissa says... Uh, no, hold on, let's go with uh, <laughs> Clarissa. No, let's go back to 
Clarissa, first time. The guy who was on for for a bit last week, what was his name? You you don't know his name? Well, I can't tell you if you don't know his name. The guy, I guess he was from California. Was By his the name way, Carlos? Uh, hmm. hmm. Jeff Breyer says Sienna would, would say Emily Alcaraz. Well, Emily wants to work for Bishop or Cardinal Supich, so interesting. Yeah, what's that say about us? Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> right to the heart there, Emily. Uh, let's see. Clarissa goes on to say Bree Dale, another guess, but highly unlikely. Could we get Bree Dale to move from Rome? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably. I'll ask. I'll ask. By the way, Bree did not. She. They don't have the daylight savings time in Rome. Yeah, she thought she was going to be on so, 30 minutes ago. She was like, um, so are we going to be on? And I was like, uh, that's like an hour from now. And she's like, oh. Who's the, pro- who's the producer for her someone should, yeah, some, yeah, someone should tell her that they don't have daylight savings. Maybe the producer could do that I job. know. Yeah. I, like, I, like, that's his job. To, like, produce he, and... He only has Keep one the job. Host aware of things. Right. And, he yeah. only has one job. Mm. One job. We should let right. that producer know. That's know. what we got to do. Yeah, we should we'll, fire him. Adrian is the producer. Y'all, y'all should fire him. No. <laughs> Please. The punishment is he has to stay working. Please. <laughs> Why are we whispering? Why are we whispering? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I don't know. Hey, we're going to run out of time here pretty quickly. So mm. let me just. Uh, Mike said me. Meaning, <laughs> Mike said, not a clue. Maybe me, the brick wall. Oh, the brick wall's coming to town. Mike, would you move to Houston? I mean, from Virginia? Now that you have, you have Yunkin and you have, uh, you have uh, um, mm-hmm. a brand new mm-hmm. red yes. wave going mm-hmm. through Virginia. Do you, you really want to move from there to move to Texas? Let us know. I'm curious. I'm just curious. The gentleman from California, you know, he said while he was here, he has a oh, three and a half hour commute every day. Yikes. Wow. And $5 a gallon. Yeah. That's California. But don't worry. Don't worry. The energy secretary said, hey, it's going to go up. So don't worry. And oh, and by the way, the energy secretary also said, you're going to be paying more to heat your home this year. But don't worry. Don't worry. Just trust the I'm plan. I'm not putting on the heater. Just trust the plan. Good morning to you, Don. Good morning to you, Don. Good morning to you. Whoop, says uh, Gloria Deanne Lopez. Hey, let's talk about that concert for a minute. How much time do we have? We have about five five minutes. minutes. Um, uh, So the reports on the concert are crazy. The police chief has said in in uh, in the Saturday press conference that there are reports, uh, credible reports, of people being jabbed with syringes and injected with drugs. I don't. They, he didn't say what kind of drugs, but that's that's absolutely insane. It is. Um, eight people lost their lives. God rest their souls. But it just looks crazy. And you, Adrian, you said you saw some folks on Instagram saying about talking about the insane insane things they saw at the concert. Yeah, maybe I'll um, I'll play. Maybe we can play it tomorrow. I'll beep out all the cursing. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was quite a bit. Like the guy was very colorful, but honestly, I was, he said a lot of things and I'm like, wow. Like he said, he's like, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Like he, this guy is a, uh, quote unquote local rapper, you know, like, you know, SoundCloud rappers. And he, uh, and he was like, yeah, Travis Scott, he's a huge inspiration for me, but I am disgusted by what happened here. And it was crazy because what was happening was, People were literally getting picked up and dragged off by the security, being lifted up and carried off while he's still singing. And he goes and tells people, he's like, hey, hey, can uh, y'all go help this guy? Go help this guy. And then he continues singing. And people, they had, there was a lady who climbed up to the, uh, to the, where the, um, the people were controlling the cameras and stuff and told him, hey, stop the show. People are dying. And they just like waved her off. 
and uh, people were like, they were start, there sort of a chant was going on during the Astroworld concert, and they were saying, uh, "Stop the show, stop the show," and they just ignored them, kept going. It was, and if you'll watch these videos; it's so eerie. Hmm. Uh, if you're going to go look at those videos, though, I highly recommend watching it before you show it to your kids, or if you have any kids around, make sure you watch it later because it's really disturbing. People falling over. The music is absolutely demonic. It has. It's very eerie. Um, the 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 whole theme of it was like a, a portal theme where they were like saying, "See you on the other side." It was it was very demonic, very wicked. Uh, and the guy was like, he was saying, he said there was like just a force where he was like, it was like, it felt like there was a ton of pressure there. Like he felt like he was about to pass out and he started climbing up into the VIP section and was trying to bring people, like carry them over to hang up on and, and get out of the crowds because people were getting crushed to death. And the, uh, they were telling people, they were like getting rid of them to tell them, Hey, don't be getting in the VIP section. And, uh, and they were trying to kick them out and kick out the people that he was dragging up there absolutely ridiculous the whole the whole situation was absolutely diabolical and uh maybe we can show you that um maybe see if we we can uh, bleep out there's a lot of cursing but um maybe you can bleep it out and see and get rid of it all right our uh our bot friend is trying to uh promote pornography is hanging out with us on youtube again today (laughs) Hmm. good grief um Alex Malone says, is it Thomas Russell? Hmm. 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 We'll have to see. You'll have to wait and find out, I guess. Uh, I'll have to tease this at least a little bit more. You know, uh, one of the first lessons I ever learned in radio broadcasting school back in 1996, five, six, tease, tease, tease. Promote, promote, promote. Jesus Robles, do you have any insight into what happened there on uh, that that we don't know about that the uh, mm. they're not telling us? Yes, mm. let uh, us know. And is Jesus Robles the new permanent member? Oh, oh. nice. <laughs> oh well, the music's playing. I gotta go. It's not my fault. <laughs> not my. F- I'll, I'll push you back, Joe. Fault. Don't worry. I'll not give you an extra fault. minute. Not my fault. Know, it's okay, yeah, Joe. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> One more minute. I would tell you. We, we could do one more if minute. If it were up to me. No, it's okay, Joe. But I'm just the host. We'll, we'll do it. one minute. That's all. We'll add a minute to it. No problem. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta love you guys. We'll see ya. Tune in for Bree Dale's program. She's got the scoop on the Vax mandate. So make sure to tune in to Bree Dale's Intersections coming up at the top of the hour right here on the social stream. Or you can log on to grnonline.com and you can listen that way. We do have a live audio player right on the homepage. So check that out. Otherwise, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you.
can't hear y'all yet. We'll put y'all on in just a second. Okay, I should be able to hear y'all now. Can you hear me? Testing. Can hear. Yes, this is a Microsoft customer support. Uh, sorry, that's a wrong number. This is uh, this is Patrick. Yeah, David, you're a G. I got it. It's on the notepad on the by the. Uh, nah, yeah, I put the phone number on the notepad and then. Yeah. No, it's on the notepad by the phone. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, the system can change. It's no, not set in stone. Uh, Bree, can you... Okay, there you are. I had... Okay, no problem. I just had you uh, muted. Uh, your Comrex muted, so I was confused, but I figured it out. User error. I see a logo, Bree A. Dale. As long as we can hear her, I'm satisfied. A disembodied voice, the spirit of breed. Let's see. I can't believe A and M keeps doing as well as they are, though. I'm shocked too, man. No, I'm not shocked. Uh, they've been building. Beat Alabama, both teams. That's crazy. Yeah, so before you try to pass an unconstitutional mandate, you might want to check with legal first. It's just, I don't know. Joining. Yeah, responsible journalism, I think, is a theme this week um, you know, with the uh, the arrest of Denchenko. Now we get to take a look at the fact that we've been lied to for over five years about this idea of, of Russian collusion that everybody bought into it. Um, and so we were. What's yeah. MSM? 
Oh, okay. I call it mon- monolithic media. Well, once you've been dismissed, dismissed as a tinfoil hat, is yeah, you're done. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't, uh, we don't get the, uh, we don't get the same same retraction. Yeah, when, when people amplify, you know, there's a bit of a delay. Yeah. That's right. I will I will see your sophistry and raise you an opinion. <laughs> I got a lot of those. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that was going. At least I'm going to pretend that I don't. There was an article that was talking about that saying, yeah, saying your toilet may be able to recognize you based on your, your unique uh, footprint. Um, like That's a sign of the apocalypse. I'm done. It was in the news today. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Surely you can recognize me by other means. Uh, which video do you want me to play first, Bree? Awesome. And then uh, the so that one first and then the second one. Okay. And the second one later. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Belvedere, fetch me my syringe. My, those are my brothers. I'm about to go get my Confederate flag. <laughs> That's right. Is that a direct so, quote? Yeah, Doc, Doc Holliday was from Georgia. Uh, but it's the same. Was that in the transcript? DeSantis is my hero. He's 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 Florida man with a cape. I am Florida man. Yikes. You're gonna do it with the accent? Why why act? Whatever do you mean? (laughs) That's right. Ah, yikes. <laughs> That's nonsense. I will not be pawed at. I will not be syringed. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is already mm-hmm. out of hand. Yeah. Three minutes. Lie two minutes. (laughs) 
it's All Saints All Saints Day was this week. So uh, one minute, I'm gonna put you on mute. Today is the Feast of All Saints for Dominicans, just FYI. 